stories. Everybody's got one. This is something I learned quickly when I began my part-time career as an outdoor writer. All I had to do was get it out of them. This podcast is centered around just that, telling stories and sharing information about the outdoors. Tonight's subject is someone who's always been down for whatever harebrained idea that he could help me with. While searching for a good definition of the term that I wanted to use to describe this man, I found this on an internet forum from many years ago. What a houndsman is to me, it's not just a trialer or a hunter, but a person who loves the sport of hound tracking game, one who eats and sleeps with a full cry always on their mind. They're not in it for the money or the fame, but for the passion and challenge of dog breeding and training. A person who does it for the betterment of the breed and not just their own agenda. One that is willing to share their successes as well as their failures with others and a student of the sport who keeps an open mind and open eyes while learning from the past beaglers and working on their own game plan for the future. And most of all, one who is honest and shows sportsmanship and respect to others, even when the others may not deserve it. There's always a story, and it's my job to find it. This is the Antlers and Hicks podcast, episode number one. It's in the blood with Gary Cobb. I want to know all about it, you know, even from, from the time you was a little boy. Right. You know, on up, your daddy, he had these dogs, didn't he? Oh, yeah, I've had, my dad had dogs all my life. I mean, he started using blackmouth curs probably 35 years ago, but if it had something to do with a dog, daddy, daddy had it. Squirrel dog, coon dog, and then... Probably 30 years ago, he got into hog hunting. So we've had just about any kind of dog you can think of. If it had something to do with dogs, we had them. So. Yeah. And we always had an old cur dog running around the yard for just a family pet and kind of a guard dog, you know, protective dog. So. Yeah. So, you, you know, you and your brothers, how many of, how many of y'all is it? It's a five altogether. And they're all boys? All boys. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> your mama. Yeah. Man, bless her. Yeah. I, I'm... <laughs> I tell her that all the time. I don't know how you did it. And then I had all girls, so. Oh, yeah. Totally different world. Well, see, see, yeah. now I kind of look at you, and, and I try to like, okay, Gary, how would Gary approach some stuff? I didn't do so good this weekend. I didn't act like Gary. <laughs> well, I probably didn't act like I should sometime neither. But. Now, with all those boys, did all y'all interact with the dogs, or was that basically your dad's thing, and then y'all kind of did? Well, no, we all interacted with them. I mean, Daddy was uh, the biggest thing with him. It's different now, you know, when we had puppies, when we had a dog had puppies, he wouldn't let us go nowhere near them. You know, now everybody's fooling with them from the time they born, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, other than that, we all interacted. I mean, we had jobs to do, whether water or feed or clean out pens or, yeah, you know, stuff like that. So Now, the puppy thing, was that his, th- he just wanted the mother to bond with the babies? Just, or? Yeah, and, and I guess maybe kind of old-fashioned thought, you know, some people, I guess, thought if you food with the puppies, the mama would maybe reject them or something. So yeah. I don't know, but, but that, and he just didn't maybe afraid, probably boys, probably scared we may pick one up and drop it or hurt it or something. So, right, you know, but that was just kind of his rule, you know, so. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good, uh, that's a unique rule. Yeah. Know? So, but we're different now. I mean, when we have puppies now, I mean, my wife's actually had, help some of my jips have puppies you know so yeah 
just a and whole I knew different world that, now. So yeah, I knew Carolyn. I think I can't remember which which litter it was. I mean, she had to be right out there with them. Oh yeah, well, actually, it was the last one we had about four or five years ago. I mean, you know, the mama dog had a lot of problems, and but she, I've seen her stay out there with her half the night. You know, goodness, she she bonds with them too. So yeah, and I was t- I, you know I told you she wanted to come. Yeah, well, I told her, but you know she was. <laughs> I don't know if she thought I was just saying it or not. So I, I guess she thought this was just a guy thing. But. So now when, you know, I find this really, really cool. I mean, we've had dogs, but not on this level. I mean, you really, you have this down almost to a science, I would think. Yeah, because, well. <laughs> I mean, it's, you you have the, the lineage you've got. So what, like the lineage, that's something else I want to talk about. Well, on on the black mouse I have now, which that's what I use, black mouth curves, and uh they go back to my dad's bloodline probably, oh, I'm trying to think. Time flies, probably 35 years, you know. And I do have, I've introduced some new bloodline into my bloodline, some of the right Weatherford Bend bloodline out of Texas. And I've actually recently acquired, um, well, about two years ago, I've always wanted some of the, um, there's a Givens line in Georgia. And uh, I actually acquired a Jill <clears throat> after she was about, 15 months old and uh, I sent a guy out there to get one and uh, they're hard to get. And I, I kind of, I felt like they would, you know, interact with my bloodline. I saved my bloodline, my dad's bloodline. I guess I can call it mine now cause he's gone on, but anyway. And uh, so I've got that. So, so I've got about 35 years of bloodline there. So yeah, something I'm proud of and trying to keep going, you know? So. Right. Now, what was your, what was your dad's name? Uh, Bobby Cobb. Okay. Yeah, so so the Bobby Cobb bloodline. Yeah, so flowing good. Oh yeah, it's still you know it's still some of it there, and that you know I just something I've always wanted to try to keep going, you know. So. Right, right. And um, like I said, Scout's my main dog. She's nine now, so but I've got I got a male dog, River, which is her um, half brother. He's kind of my backup dog because, as y'all know, we do a we do a lot of tracking, so. Yeah. I try not to just wear a slam out, you know. I do try to give her a little break every now and then. How many did you track last year? Ninety-nine. And how, is that your record? That's the most I've ever tracked in one year. I knew you were going for a hundred. I was wanting to do a hundred, and I just couldn't quite. I would have. I got one hundred twenty-six calls, most calls, ever, but I was working so much. Yeah. I just didn't get to get to them all this year. So yeah. I needed one more, but it just didn't happen. But. Man, I try, I, you know, I don't want to make bad shots, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, you helped me out a couple times, and uh, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, well, man, I, I just love doing it. I mean, I just, it's just something I love to do. I love watching my dogs, and I feel like every deer we find is one more that would have been lost, you know. So yeah. I, I, I just look at it like this, you know, good Lord gave us these animals to hunt. We need to do everything we can to in our power to, you know, to recover them. And uh, so that's another big reason I like to do it. You know, I just feel like we're keeping a lot of waste, you know, from a lot of deer from going to waste, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. And right. I love watching my dogs work. I mean, they love it as much as I do. So, And that's what, you know, I find a lot of guys say is that they, they enjoy the dog, watching the dog, because you guys have a unique bond with you. Oh, yeah, you do. I mean, you get, the, you bond with them. I mean, which I spend Seven days a week, 365 with my dogs. I mean, I don't just go out there and throw feed at them. I mean, my dogs are food with every day. And I think that's one thing that makes them, you know, you got to have that special bond, you know. It's kind of like having a kid, you know. The more time you spend with them, the 
more you're going to bond with them, the more they're going to want to, you know, do what you want them to do. So, And you learn their personalities. Oh, yeah, yeah. That scout, boy, she's something else. When she finds that deer, that's her deer. Oh, yeah, that's her deer. She, <laughs> yeah. she don't want nobody. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Terry we know that. that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a few more people that's probably going to hear this could probably vouch for that, too. So yeah. Once we get back to the truck, it's fine. But when we're in the woods, it's mine and hers. Well, I tell you, that first deer that she found for me, you told me. You said, Greg, kind of, you know, she's a little protective of the deer. And I, you know, I, I was caught up in it, I guess, and <laughs> I, I made a move I wasn't supposed to, and she let me know quick. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'll be honest with you now, you're going to think I'm crazy. But when we found that second deer, the the bigger deer, mm -hmm. that it was almost like she remembered who I was, and and she she was looking at me kind of out of the side of her face, and she she talked. It was like a ball, like a little rolling ball bark. Yeah, you know when we were all around her, and it was I, I, honestly in my heart, I feel like it was her way of saying, "Hey, now you and I got history, so <laughs> you know play yeah. it back." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but that's you know that's that's something she actually all three of my main dogs. That's kind of in their blood. They've all done that. So. Oh yeah. And the one that's coming up, uh, Salem, which is my three-year-old, and she's my up and come. I always try to keep one coming, you know, So, because mm -hmm. I'm planning on doing this for a while. As long as the good Lord gives me the health and strength to do it, I'm going to – so I try to keep one coming. And she's – so far, she's doing real good, and so. Yeah, and it's understandable. I mean, you're in, in a – they're in a situation. You know, they're walking up on something, and they're, they're excited. You know, oh, yeah. They've done what they're supposed to do. They're excited. So, you know. Oh, yeah. That's just – that's just you you know that just should happen that's just stuff that should happen oh yeah and like you said got back to the truck oh i loved all over her oh yeah it's it's fine once you get back to the truck but that's just her deal but hey you but, know and it, and it surprised me i know it surprised you you were talking about jason price's daughter mm -hmm. and how you know right when y'all found that deer you know y'all taking pictures she reached over and just loved all oh over. yeah i was because i was kind of like oh don't do that you know <laughs> and, my, and then i was like wow yeah ain't many people could do that well so. and and that's just that dog I feel like it's just how smart she is. Yeah. You know, she she can differentiate yeah, between, between people that up. should know better yeah. and you know young Somebody ones that, that don't. Yeah. yeah. And you're you're right. I mean, I I don't like to brag on my dogs. I was always taught don't brag on your stuff. You know, I just let them let their actions speak for themselves. That's one thing I will say. I can tell my dog. I mean, I can almost read them. You yeah. know, and and I think they do know that difference. A lot of people look at me. Like, I don't know if I believe that, but if you know dogs, I mean, I think dogs are smarter than we are actually oh, hey. sometimes. This, this, this thing sitting right beside me right now, <laughs> She she's different, but, man, she picks up on some stuff. By, oh, yeah. I mean, she, like somebody walk in and, oh, you know, yeah. she knows quick. You know, she'll, she'll ease off if she ain't ain't too sure. Oh, of, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I just, like I said, spend a lot of time with them. But, but how I got started, um like I said, I was raised with dogs, and of course, I never thought about tracking a deer. I'll be honest with you. It's about I was trying, I was thinking driving down here. I guess it's been twenty-seven or eight years. I didn't realize I've been doing it that long. But uh, I always liked squirrel hunt. Yeah, coon. Of course, we probably coon hunted three or four nights a week, and then Daddy got into hog hunting with dogs, and I enjoyed doing that. And that's actually how I got started tracking. Um, he had a a gyp dog, Queen. She was about five or six years old, and um. She was kind of unique. Now she didn't have a mean bone in her body. Y'all could have come got her and tracked a deer, and nothing you know, would ever been nothing said. would ever been said with her. Yeah. And uh, and my dad was starting; his health was declining, and um, so a guy up there where he lived, up there at Sadie, had shot a big ten point. 
And of course, you know, everybody thinks their dog is the best, you know? Yeah. You know, he thought his dog could cure cancer. You know, that dog had never seen a deer, you know? And that guy come by there and kind of down in the dumps, boy, I shot the biggest buck I ever seen. And they said, well, go out there and get old queen. I ain't able, but I bet she'll find it. Well, queen didn't, she knew much about as much about it as that watermelon, you know? But yeah. he went and got her. She found the deer. Huh. And, uh, or daddy was like, well, I knew it. You know, I knew she'd do it all the time, you know. And, uh, but anyway, of course, he called me that night. And uh, we talked about it every night. But anyway, and I was kind of like, man, that's pretty cool. Well, about two days later, my father-in-law shot a deer. And we couldn't find it. And I ain't even thought really nothing else about that. He said, don't your daddy have a dog that'll track a deer? And I said, well, I've, he's, she, he's got one that found one a couple of days ago. First one she's ever even smelled. He said, well, let's go up there and get her. And, uh, so we went and got her, and um, the deer was actually still alive. And she bade it, and we got it and everything. Boy, I, kinda, I was like, man, I kind of like this, you know. Didn't think nothing else about it, and then word kind of started getting out, and that's that's basically kind of how I got started. Yeah. So that year I probably found, I don't know, I'd just go up there and get her. Probably found 20, 25 deer. Really? And, uh, you know, people – like I said, you know, through word of mouth, found out, and I was kind of, man, I like this. And of course, I ended up getting her. He he let me bring her home, and that's kind of kind of how I got started. So yeah. So how far down the line was Sage on that? Sage was actually out of Queen's last litter. Uh huh. And uh, so she was my second, I guess you could call, real good dog or whatever. And uh, Queen had her. That litter, she was probably oh, nine or ten years old. And um, anyway, we uh, so um, I got Sage out of that bunch because Queen was getting older. You know, her health was failing and stuff. And um, actually, uh, I got her. Mr. S.D. Kennedy had gotten a dog from Daddy. And um, he, I, I, let me back up. Queen was the grandmother of that dog. Uh-huh. Mr. S.D. Um, Mr. S.D. had the last... Um, one of the last dogs out of the last litter queen had. That's where I got Sage. So anyway, and I got her, and I trained her myself. And I say I trained her. I don't know. I hate to say I trained her. I think I just kind of show them what to do, and they they figure they it either out. got it or they no, don't. Yeah. You know, they figure it out. Right. I hate to say I train them because you know I think I always tell people I give the dog the. I guess I give them all the um, what you call the credit the credit for it i just mm-hmm. i'm just kind of alone for the ride so you know so yeah yeah but that's i had her for almost 13 years and um i think with queen i ended up finding i don't know she was about she was about 13 when she passed i probably found three or four hundred with her yeah and with sage oh man i wish i'd have kept up with it found several hundred with her yeah i mean it got by then, word had gotten out, and I was getting calls like I am now from all over. And, yeah. uh, and then, of course, I got Scout now, and that is, um, let me see, that is Sage's brother was her father. So Okay. And then, so that's how I'm keeping the bloodline going. So I got you. I'll never forget when I first met Sage. You you agreed to do art. Let me write one of the very, very first articles that oh, I yeah. ever wrote. I didn't know nothing. That's, that's kind of why I wanted you to come on here, because you've always been one of the first that I've ever been with <laughs> on anything. So <laughs> I said, well, in. Gary, you know, Gary rolls with the punches. So, and he tells a good story. Folks, I can't 
score deer when Gary Cobb is around. Because he tells – he's got some tales that – like he said a while ago, he said, folks, I ain't going to believe what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> it, it some of it – and I'm going to tell you, it is it is the guy, it is the truth. This man's not going to tell a lie. I, I could write a book. Yeah. I, I could literally probably – probably one day. I've had a lot of people tell me I ought to do that one day. but uh, Yeah, just but sit down anyway, and take some notes. And, yeah, and just start writing. Yeah. It may be pretty thick but if I wrote everything, but it anyway. Was, it was June or July. It was hot. And you and I met at Niagara Bridge. Yeah, remember that. And when she come out of that crate, I mean, she was she was thick, and she she had paws, just big old paws, and just shook and loved man, just a sweet dog. And and I and I knew that you loved this animal because he had a ramp, and he propped this ramp up. She come prancing down this ramp, <laughs> and we went off in a looter bottom. And and the type of guy Gary is, I was writing this article, I want to take some pictures. Now it's June or July. And he starts putting on these Carhartt bibs, and he starts putting on all. And I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I want it to look as real as, as possible. <laughs> and I know it was hot. And, man, we went down through that looter bottom. It was open. You know, it wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't bad, but it was still hot. And took some pictures and, and, and talked with you. And, and that just started a lot for me. You know, yeah. and I appreciate because that article was really, you know. It, oh, yeah. I, I still got that. Got a copy of that at the house. And uh, I really appreciated that. And. Like I said, you know, I give I give the dog all the credit. You know, I I just I'm just kind of along for the ride. So yeah. I just let them do their thing. So yeah, yeah. So, but uh, now she was uh she was she was a good one. Oh yeah, she was she was something special. And um, like I said, all my dogs are. And we all I don't know if you've ever noticed. You probably don't remember her, but I had a guy. Matter of fact, I got a picture framed. A guy gave me after she passed away. I didn't know he had taken it. Every time we'd find a deer, when she'd go to her, get in her crate, she'd go in it, turn around, come back out, and stand there and reach her hand out, reach her paw out, and I'd shake her hand, and she'd huh. back back oh. in the box. I'd shut it. That was if we found a hundred or whatever, she did it every time. So that was just y'all's thing. That was just the thing. And she started doing. It. I was wondering when she was a puppy. She after she found a couple, I put her in the box, and I was standing there doing something, and when I looked up. She was about halfway out of the box. Of course, I got on to her. I was like, Sage, get back in that box. You know better than that. Well, she reached her paw out to me, you know. So I just reached and grabbed it. I said, well, get back in there. Yeah. And that, it just kind of started from there. And huh. So, mm. But anyway, so. And Scout, her, her thing, I don't know if y'all know, every time we find a deal with her, after everything settled down, she turns around and rears up on my chest and just looks at me like. Yeah. I've got a video just, of it. Just like it's her first deer. Yeah. You know? I got a video. When we so. found that big deer, I was doing a quick little video, and the pa- camera panned over. And I, I didn't know that was y'all's thing, but I remember looking at that video and, and like, man, she's almost tall as she is. Yeah. <laughs> she's a big dog. That's her thing. She likes to do so. Yeah. But, uh, but Again, anyway. personalities. Yeah. And, and like I said, when we're tracking, I mean, I can tell you before we even see the deer, if the deer's alive, or if it's not, or whatever, you know, I have a lot of people say, "Well, how do you know that?" I said, "Well, I can tell the way my dog's acting." Yeah, you know, I mean, we read each other that, you know, that good. So, yeah. you know, but that just comes from taking time with them, and you know, and they they just want to please. That's one reason I like the black mouth cur. There's a lot of dogs that'll, I mean, any dog would probably track a deer, but I'm just, I guess, probably first off, cause my dad raised them. Yeah, and uh, but. Second, I just know how good they are. They're just good, smart dogs. They wanna, they wanna please you, and uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's 
That's you know, I have people ask, well, why don't you use why don't you use a lab or this? I said, Well, Lab's a great dog. I just prefer a black mouth cur. They're just a good all around dog and um so Yeah. And they're easy they want to please you. I mean my wife can handle them, my girls can handle them, so no. and I don't have to worry about anybody fooling with them. I mean Yeah. They're very protective, so Yeah, I yeah. I mean they're not like a you know, a dog's just looking to eat you up, but I don't have to worry about, you know, nobody fooling with with my family as long as they're around. So. Yeah. How many do you have at your house right now? I have six right now. Whoo. <laughs> yeah. Good lands. Yeah. And actually, I got um, I just bred River to that jip that I got out of Georgia. A guy from Rustin ended up buying her, which was a good thing because I knew better. But I brought, you know, introducing a 15-month-old dog to grown dogs with curves. They don't really, they don't really work too well. So, so I ended up selling her to this guy and. She's doing great tracking, and um, matter of fact, we got some puppies due in about three weeks. Of course, they're all sold, so yeah. But we don't even know how many we're gonna have, so right. I hope we have a bunch because there's a bunch sold, so yeah, or spoken for anyway. Right. So. so, how many? Do you know how many dogs you've got off of your line that are right now tracking that are like legit good tracking dogs? Well, actually, out of the six, I mean, I've got I've got a year old puppy, and she's coming on, but the other five, I mean, of course, one is the one of the original mama dogs. I've retired her. I mean, she's old and kind of stiff. Yeah. And uh, but, I mean, I would she would still track. But so out of the six, I mean, I wouldn't be scared to track for anybody with the five of them. So. No, I mean like all the the puppies you've sold. Oh, or that are still. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh man, bunch of them. I was a bunch. Because I know I see them on you know on social media. Oh yeah. You'll see people and it's a black mouth cur and they'll tag you or Carolyn yeah. or somebody yeah. and. I mean, there's a there's a pile, and there's of them a lot there. of them. I actually I can think of several that people use strictly for cow dogs. Really, they they make great cow dogs too. Um, I can think of there's a guy in Gina that's got a pair. There's a guy in Texas. He him and his father are actually that's what they do for a living. They have about 800 head of cows, and they have um, a jip out of my line, and she's she's one of their main cow dogs. You know, huh. so uh, they make great cow dogs. That's so. interesting. Never yeah. even thought about that. They got that in their in their blood. So, matter of fact, out of this litter, one of the guys that's spoken for a pair, that's what he's getting them for is cow dogs. So, how about that? So, you, I mean, they make great squirrel dogs, um, hog dogs, coon dogs. They'll do whatever you want them to do. So, yeah. And how big your dogs usually get? I mean, 60, my bloodline about 70 to 75 pounds. Yeah. They're bred, some bloodlines are a little smaller. Yeah. Because they're bred strictly for squirrel hunting, my bloodline was much. There, now I have one jip there. It's probably about sixty pounds. She's small for our bloodline, but they're they're bred big because a lot of people use them for hog dogs. Mm-hmm. So they want a bigger hog, you know, bigger dog for that. So right, okay, man. But, uh, so, so about seventy to seventy five pounds. That's a lot pulling against you there. So. Yeah, yeah. And talk about. I want to talk about that, man. I talk about your gear. You know, I talked about the gear that you put on. Everybody, you know, everybody's going to be going through a thicket. They're going to put on Carhartt oh, or yeah. some sort of yeah. thick material. Yeah. You um, know, and when you took off, now, now Gary's a good size. What are you, 6'3"? Six, 6'3", three? Six, three, two something. Yeah, two so We'll two, say two, two something. Too much. <laughs> too, too much. <laughs> so he's a big guy, and he's going through these, these it was, what it was where he was looking for this, this the second deer I shot. Creek bottoms on the right hand side, and it kind of goes up into a hill. And you know how these hills in Union Parish get—they'll get thick, you know, because oh, yeah. it wasn't—it it was just a thick 
bottom, uh, briars and, and just whatnot down in there and brush. And Gary made a first pass to, and he come back, and he looked like, and I, and I, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want you to get mad at me, but you looked like the Red Baron. You had these goggles on, and here you come through, and I'm like, in the glove. I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Well, man, you got to go through this stuff. You got to protect yourself." Yeah, you, I learned quick. I've, I've nearly had my eyes put out a few times. It didn't take me long to figure out how to put on some kind of glasses or goggles or something, because a lot of times they fog up. But I still, I forget them sometimes, but I try not to because that's a important part. But I, I use Carhartt. Now I started wearing car uh, like briar breeches, but yeah. I like the car overalls and like a long sleeve. Yeah, that's a must if you're gonna, you know. And they don't last but about a season, so mm-hmm. so those briars are because we go through most most deer. When I pull up, you ain't even got to tell me if there's an open over here and a thicket over here. I can pretty much already yeah, you know figure out oh, yeah. the do- the deer probably went into that thicket yeah. exactly. more than likely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before you even tell me. So now, what do you? I notice sometimes you've got these dogs and some unique, like a like a bridle or or. Yeah, harness. it's a I, it's a harness. Um, actually, a guy that used to be a UPS guy, he makes them. Uh, Charlie Hamby from Sterlington, and uh, but anyway, I guess I give him a little. That'll work. But uh, but anyway, he makes a great collar and or harness, and it's thick leather, it's padded, and um, and they last a long time. And because I always keep a backup, you know, so because mm-hmm. you never know when. Cause I, mine goes through a lot of wire, you know, but, yeah. uh, but I put them on, it kind of protects them, you know, in the front. And I also put a briar vest on them on yeah. the dog too. So yeah, kind of helps them in case we get into some hogs or, and it helps them in the briars too. So yeah. Yeah. Now tell me about that. One of the first stories I remember you telling about Sage was when you thought that deer had killed her when he kicked her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually was two with her. That one was the first one. He was in the clear cut over by the chip mill, actually. And uh, I'll never forget that. It was a big 10 point, and the deer was alive. We trailed the deer, which I done told the, the – it was a lady that actually shot the deer, and her husband was with her, and they was trying to keep up with me. And I done told him, I said, y'all might want to back up a little bit. I said, this deer's still alive. And they was like, well, how do you know that? I said, well, I can tell the way my dogs act. So anyway, we get up there, and – um. Sure enough, about 150 yards, I shine my light, and I see the deer standing there, turning around, looking. And back then, I'd turn my, I'd turn Sage loose on one. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I was a little younger then, I guess. And yeah. Of course, we didn't have the bears and holes back then we do now. But, right. But anyway, I turned her loose, and she liked to run up from the back and grab him by the back of the neck and throw him. She went to jump up on his back. Well, he cow kicked her right in the chest, probably knocked her back 10 foot. And of course, I'm sitting there watching the whole thing. I'm thinking, oh boy, this ain't good. Yeah. This is going to be it. But he didn't do nothing but make her mad. She got up, took off, and uh, <clears throat> I went over there just out of here and bathed the deer. And uh, she would bay one and stuff. And my dogs now would do that, but I don't turn them loose. But, right. But anyway, but yeah, I thought that was a, uh, I thought she was a goner. Yeah. But I give that, that uh, harness the credit for helping save her because it's thick right in there where. All right. You know where it kicked her. So goodness gracious! Hey, speaking of bears, you see where they saw those? Have a, the two sightings? Low, like right around here today, broad daylight yeah. bears. Yeah, I saw that. I saw oh, some that. the other day at state line. Fueled my fire going on a bear hunt. They they're getting more and more common. So yeah, that's that's another thing. I'm starting most everywhere I go now. People will tell me right off. Now I want you to know we got bears, and of course everybody's got hogs, but more and more people are saying we got bears here now. So I say, well. No reason I keep my dogs on a leash now, so yeah, because there's so many critters out there. So 
Yeah. I tell you, I, I saw two bear at the state line. Really? And I thought they were hogs. Yeah, they'll I, fool you when you first I just, see them. I saw black out in the wood line. And I mean, I'm like at the state line. Mm-hmm. And they came out. And I said, man, that's a bear. And about that time, he stood up and had two white patches right there on his chest. Beautiful, man. Just beautiful. Big old bear just standing up there looking around. And I was like, I want, I got to have one. I want one. <laughs> so I've, I've talked with a boy I know. You know, you remember Lance Jones? Mm-hmm. He's up in Montana. And uh, I saw where he was on the spring bear hunt. And so I sent him a message. I said, hey, you guide for that? And he said, no, but I know people that do. <laughs> so I'm going to try to see fix if I can, you up. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can get in on that next year. Yeah. So, and the other the other one went on that one on Sage was I was looking for one up in Spearsville. It was during the day. And it was a big it was a big 12 point. And I'd, I'd seen the deer down in the bottom down there. Because like I said, I'd turn her loose, you know, back then. And I turned her loose and boy, she took off. She got down there and the deer was on the shot in the leg. And man, it was a, it was a, it was probably a 200 plus pound deer. And it, mm. the fight was on. And I was like, I mean, that deer was, he was hooking without trying to hook her. And, uh, some kind of way she went to jump up on his head. But anyway, long story short, his brow tine went under her collar and I saw it disappear. Well, my first thought was I thought it disappeared into her neck. I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's it. She's gone. Yeah. And, a throat, and she was hanging on to his head. He was swinging her around. And I said, well, adrenaline's keeping her going, you know. Yeah. And, uh, well, finally, we finished the deer off. And, of course, the first thing I did was check my dog. And uh, I was like, man, I only see a scar on her. But luckily, when it went under the collar, it just it, it, just turned. Went, it, just, it turned and just went up, you know, just up her neck. So it didn't go into her. So Good land. So it, uh, but it, it shook me up pretty bad there for a minute. So, so like all this is going on, where are you standing at? I'm, I'm standing probably 10, five, 10 foot from them. So Whew. trying to get in there where I can, you know, finish the deer off. And, uh, of course I can't cause I'm scared. I'm on, you know, I don't want to, you know, hurt my dog. So, yeah, but I'm sitting there watching it. It seemed like it lasted for 30 minutes. Probably didn't last, but a, minute or two but yeah it seemed like a long time at the time so. Gee. Oh, man <laughs> i'm telling you i just you know when i hear these stories it's just like i'm, I'm, I'm looking at you i'm like man i know where because i know you carry a handgun with you oh yeah i do i mean and and i i, I guess I, the the jury's out now i mean i don't think in louisiana you're actually supposed to i mean legally but i've talked to several people game wardens and play and and they know i do it because yeah. I mean, now you'd be crazy not to, especially with all the hogs and bears and yeah. And believe me, them things—they're not—they're not scared of you. So. No, I've had some down in the Big Cane Bottom. Um, I thought, you know, I walked up. It was dark. I had a, quite a walk to go, and I'm going. I've got my bow in one hand. I've got my flashlight, and uh, I saw some eyes. I thought, well, it's big, and I said, what's well, a deer or a bear? Yeah. And I'm not scared of bears, really, because I mean you know they're just gonna tear something up you know i've never they don't really attack people around here and so i'm saying well it'll flush on out and i walked up and i could tell they were hogs i said well all i gotta do is make some noise now going about the business and i hollered and a couple of them left but the majority of them stayed yeah and then they went to grunting and carrying on and chomping <laughs> teeth and i thought oh lord here i am way back here and all i've got is a pocket knife and a couple broadheads yeah uh, what am i gonna do so i quickly tried to make my way around them yeah you know? Yeah, so I know you've got some pretty good hog stories. Oh yeah, well yeah, I can I can tell you a few. The one that really comes to mind is it hadn't been too many years ago, four or five years ago, I guess. Sage and I, we were it was youth hunt. It was early. It was October, 
it was hot, but luckily it was in the daytime. It was in a clear cut up by the state line, and we're tracking the deer. I think it was an eight-point, little girl's first deer. And uh, anyway, we're trailing it, going along there pretty good. We, we, we probably trailed it three or 400 yards. I don't know. Like I said, I keep I keep her on a leash now, you know, all my dogs because of that. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I stay up with them, and we're going up through there. Well, I start seeing the bushes move up ahead of us. Well, my first thought was, well, I remember thinking, well, Sage didn't act like she does when the deer's alive. But I said, well, maybe I missed it, you know. My first thought was the deer getting up. Well, yeah. I realized whatever this is, it's coming closer. I'm like, hmm, that don't, that don't look, that don't seem right. And like I said, all this is happening, you know, split real seconds. quick. Yeah. It seems like forever, but it was split second. This thing I know, I see a big black blob coming toward me. My first thought was a bear. Because they just told me we got bears in this area. Really didn't think about a hog that much. Anyway, long story short, it was a big boar hog coming right at me, he, <clears throat> excuse me, with his head down. And by now I'm hollering. I'm thinking, well, Scout, you got hog dog bloodline in you. I hope it's finna come out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm hollering her, get him, get him. And luckily she did get it. She jumped on him before I, it got to me. And uh, the fight was on. Of course, now I'm thinking, this, this hog's going to kill my dog, you know. <clears throat> he got some big old tusks. And uh, anyway, I'm trying to get to my pistol. I finally get it out, but now I can't shoot because I'm scared I'm going to shoot my dog. So, anyway, they fight around there. Like I said, it seemed like for minutes. It probably wouldn't but 30 seconds. Anyway, he finally gets off of her. And about that time, here comes another one out of the thicket and jumps on the dog. And they start fighting around there, and I'm thinking. And I, I never will forget out to my side. It was I could just hear hogs and just see the bushes moving. I don't know how many was out there, but it was a bunch. Mm. I remember thinking, this ain't good. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. But the whole time, my main concern was my dog. I'm going to be honest with you. So. Yeah. But I, how am I going to get out of here with my I said, uh, if my dog gets hurt, I'm going to get hurt too because I'm not going to leave my dog, you know. So Right. But it worked out. But it was it was pretty hairy there for what seemed like a bunch of minutes. It's probably just a few minutes, but seemed like a long time good land and so, so you, you didn't want to shoot you couldn't well I, I was scared too because i mean i will give sage credit she was she was holding her own i mean she was fighting one like a seasoned hog dog i mean the bloodline come out in her because i was kind of impressed with that yeah but uh but she luckily but i was scared to shoot because i was scared i'd shoot her you know so yeah like i said i was right there within a couple of feet the whole time i didn't leave i said i'm not leaving my dog so mm. So and that's when you you would think something like that would happen at night, not during the daylight yeah. with with hogs like that. That's what really surprised. That's reading. That's another reason I, my first thought went to bear, because you know usually you, most of the hogs I've come in contact with has been at night, right? And uh, but but this was about ten eleven o'clock in the daytime. So good lands. So uh, but yeah, it. I don't get shook up too much in the woods, but that, I will admit that kind of shook me up a little bit. Now, did but, you you didn't happen to work off work off from the night before, did you? Oh yeah, I'd worked all night. I bet you didn't sleep a wink. Did oh no, I was I was so hyped <laughs> up, man. I went home and I couldn't. You could have given me a bottle of sleeping pills. I wouldn't want to sleep. I was so hyped up. But Good anyway, man. so the story got out pretty quick. It was funny. The next day, I was down at Antioch's store, and I was finna go in. It was a guy and a man and woman pulled up getting gas. I didn't have a clue who they were, and uh, that guy come over and said, "Of course, I had my dog box in the back yeah. of the truck." He said, "You the guy with the dog?" And I said, "Yeah." He said. You, you uh, tell me the, the hog story. I was like, man, this just happened like two days ago, but the word got out pretty quick. So I probably told it 10 times that 
that one day. So people ask me about it. So yeah, that's the one. That story is when I was I was trying to score deer. I just had to stop. I just had to stop doing what I was doing, and uh, because I, I was right in there with you. I was you was talking, and I had everything. My focus was on you, and I'm like, oh, my God. And you yeah. were just telling it like it was. Like, hey, it ain't nobody, ain't nothing to it. Yeah. I'm like. So, yeah, I have a I have a new respect. I, I tell people, you got to respect them hogs. It's, they they will hurt you. So Yeah, yeah. So, and they're not scared of them dogs. So, But luckily, I got a dog that's not scared of them neither. So I, I will give Sage credit for at least keeping me from getting hurt real bad. Because I, th- I think that hog's intention was to, oh, was yeah. to hurt me. So, uh, yeah. And he wouldn't even focus. The second one was focused on her. But that first one, it was just like he had zeroed in on me. Yeah. And it was like the dog wasn't even there. But like I said, I remember I remember that going through my brain. Say, so I, I hope the hog dog blood comes out Man, of you. We fishing and need it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that's the truth right there. Yeah. So, uh, but. Now you've, uh, how far have you gone? What's the farthest you've gone to, to track a deer? Uh, I don't remember the name of town. About two and a half hours one way. Yeah. Two and a half to three hours. Yeah. And uh, so. Some some places, I just meet people in town. I, I couldn't even tell you where I'm at, you know. So uh, I've actually had calls to go to South Louisiana. Uh-huh. And uh, people don't, I, I guess they put on Facebook, anybody have a dog? And somebody put my name and number. I had a guy just two years ago call me. And uh, it, I, I, matter of fact, I already had three to track. And I told him, I said, yes, sir, I'll help you. And uh, he said, where are you located? And I said, Farmerville. And uh, he said, I've never heard of that. He said, I said, where are you at? He gave me the name of his town. I was like, well, I ain't never heard of that neither. He said, well, you know where Lake Charles is? And I said, yes, sir. He said, well, I'm about 10 miles south of Lake Charles. <laughs> wow. I'm like, okay, well. Uh, a little long drive. Yeah, I told him, I said, sir, I don't, I'll help anybody. I said, let's see if we can find you somebody closer. Yeah. And we did, so. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you worked remember, out. are you like, I know on, on social media there's some some blood tracking. Yeah, there's uh, Louisiana blood trackers. Yeah. And, um. I'm on that. Um, most of my calls are from word of mouth or repeat people. Yeah. But I do go on a few from there. You know, I just have so many people that call me that, you know, from word of mouth or repeat, I guess I'd say customers because I don't charge anything, but repeat people that keeps me busy, you know. So, yeah. But I am a member of that Louisiana Blood Trackers. Okay. And, and that's usually what I'll do if I get a call and, if I get too many calls and I can't get to them, I'll just refer them to that. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of people on there that's got they got good dogs too, you know. So yeah. Um, now I, I alluded to the next what the story I want you to tell next was to him, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it happened." <laughs> tell me, tell me about the guy that asked you to go to Illinois. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I was actually down at the school. It's been several years ago. I don't forgot it was Anna or Avery. Was still in school at the um, that Thanksgiving. The grandparents. The day. grandparents' day. Yeah. And I was standing there talking to a guy, and um, I didn't know him. Of course, you know I I get to talking to people. You know, I'd seen him around the school. But anyway, we was talking, and uh, my phone rang, and of course it was somebody wanting me to track a deer, and uh, I come back. I said, I'm sorry, you know I'm. Somebody need me to track a deer. He said, oh, you got a tracking dog? And I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, how far would you be willing to go? And I said, well, I don't know. I go, I've gone two or three hours, you know. He said, now I'm talking about out of state. You know, I didn't know if the guy was kidding or what. I said, oh, I don't know. I guess I'd go 
wherever, you know, you know, I said, what, what you got on your mind? And, uh, I was kind of feeling him out. Like I said, I didn't know if he was joking or not. He showed me a picture of a big deer. <clears throat> he said, would you, uh, be willing to go to Illinois to, sh to track this deer if we shoot him? He said, we've been after this deer for about three or four years. It was a good, one. it was a 200 plus inch deer. Yeah. Looked to me like, now I'm not a scorer. You're the scorer, yeah. but I figured you'd agree with him if you saw the picture. But anyway, I was like, well, I don't know. I said, that's a long way to go. He said, oh, we'll fly you up there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I don't know about that. I ain't much on flying. I said, I don't know. We're in there from Union Parish, me and my dog in the airplane. I said, you going to fly? He said, oh, no, I got a buddy that's got a private jet. <laughs> I said, we'll send it down here to get you. And I was like, well, I popped off. I said, well, yes, sir, I would, you know. Yeah. Yes. I didn't I didn't figure it ever come to light. Yeah. We went 30 minutes later. We kind of separated. Well, I saw this guy. Over, I could tell he was kind of looking for me. And, um, and then he come over to me. He said, uh, my buddy just shot that deer with a bow. So I was like, uh, <laughs> now it's put up or shut up. Huh? Yeah, I was like, uh, oh, okay. He said, well, actually, he shot him earlier, but he just texted me. Yeah. So they've been tracking it for like three or four hours. And he said, you still willing to go? And I was like, oh, boy, I done, I done popped off now, you know. Yeah. And I said, well, yes, sir, I guess so. He said, well, we'll let you know. You know, if we can't find it, yeah, he said, if you're willing to do it, we'll do it. So anyway, luckily, well, I say luckily, <laughs> I would have went, but I'm not much on flying. I'd have made a great story. But man. that would have been a heck of a story. How but, about uh, that? You sitting there in this nice Learjet. Leather, me and old Scout. You and Scout sitting right there, yeah, like Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, I'd have moved my chest out a little bit, and I'd have shut the window why I wouldn't have looked out. or yeah. Let them give me one of them crazy pills. But yeah. I'd have done it if I'd have had to. But that'd have been a good story. I, I would have loved to have done it. But I, at, when he said, I remember thinking, boy, you done, you done popped off. <laughs> you done now. walked into you it. You done now. walked into it, you know. And uh, what were the chances of that? So, but anyway, so. So, two or three hours those guys have been looking for that deer. Tips. Give us some tips, Gary. Um, I was luckily, I'd been around you a little bit, so I knew what not to do and i knew when that when to pull out and i was like okay yeah i've already talked with gary he can come i'm not gonna stomp anymore yeah Just market and leave and so yeah what i mean the, the that's the biggest thing if you know i mean and i understand a lot of people a lot of times people get anxious but as soon as you see especially if it's a big boat now i'm not a specialist but from what i read and from my experience right off i think you need to give them a couple of hours anyway yeah but if you're gonna call a dog in i think you need to just back out go to camp Get you some coffee, eat some breakfast, relax a little bit. I know that's hard to do because because um, a lot of people think, well, you know, just a few hours, dog can't find a deer. But I mean, I found deer up to you know thirty something hours later, and uh, so I tell people, you know, look, just just back out. You know, I may be a few hours, but I promise you, I'll get there. You know, so yeah, that's the biggest thing because I mean, you're it's hard. If, if there's no blood that we can see and you're out there tromping around and turning over leaves and stuff, it just makes it tougher on the dog. Yeah. So, you know, I, that's my biggest advice. Just back out and especially if you done decided you're going to call a dog and just go relax and don't worry about it. If it's 10 or 12 or 20 hours later, if it's out there, we're going to find it. And mark the last blood. Mark the last blood. Yes, <laughs> please do that. I, I, I didn't mark that one, the deer, one, the first deer you found for me last year. Yeah. I had I didn't mark it for you. I had marked it 
for me and dad. Yeah. And I didn't have anything with me but my watch. And I got satellites, and I, I, I had never done it before. And I said, well, I saved it. And you came up, you said, did you save the last blood? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's And the biggest the thing with that is, I mean, we can always start. It's not to help the dog. I mean, I don't think the dog needs the help. It's just it saves a lot of time. Saves a lot of time. I mean, if, if you've already trailed the deer three or 400 yards, and we got to start over and go through a thicket, it just saves a lot of time, you oh, know, yeah. if we can start from where the last blood was yeah. and go from there, you know. So, yeah. But he, uh, you impressed him. And that's why I wanted Dad yeah. to be here. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. much. Yeah, with the water. Yeah. yeah. So that, so, was, that was so impressive. Uh, and it been, I believe I sat in here, been about 17 hours. Is that how long? I, I couldn't remember, yeah. And, uh, I remember we went across a lot of water, and the water was deep. Oh, yeah. It was about waist deep. Cause I know it. I remember you said, you go wait out there. It was cold. I said, oh, yeah, Terry, I'll, I'll swim if I have to. I'll do whatever it takes to get one. Yeah. But uh, but she found it, and and it, it is tougher in water. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not, but one thing I've noticed about Sage did it, and I've really noticed it about Scout, um, I've noticed when, because water, you know, spreads the scent if yeah. it's just water. But if there's any bushes or trees or any little bit of grass, I noticed she'll start smelling. I don't know if Terry realized that when we was doing that, but she'll start smelling, you know, the side of the trees and the bushes, what little bushes we got, you know, and trying to pick up what little scent you can. Because, like I said, that water, you know, it disperses that scent. Yeah. Especially the longer you've been in there, you know, the more the the wider spread it is so yeah well he i mean he called me and he had shot this doe and didn't shoot it with a crossbow yeah and he he wanted to find her and she went right to a beaver pond yeah. and he looked 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 said i ain't found nothing and he said he said i'm gonna call gary see see if that dog will find it okay. and i think i'd work that night yeah i think i'd work you had but uh but anyway, I, yeah, because you did you shoot the night before? Yeah, you yeah, shot the evening before, before because you'd call me and I told right. you I'd come out there in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And I do that a lot, and that's what I try to tell people. I don't know if I said that earlier. You know, a lot of people think I have people all the time say, so, "Well, I started to call you, but it had been ten hours, so yeah. I figured the dog couldn't smell." So I tell people, "Look, when I'm working, I go the next day or the next morning a lot." You know, so I mean, it's it's not you know it it makes it a little tougher. But like I said, I think the oldest one I found is like 36 hours. Good land. So, What's but, the biggest deer you ever found? Big, biggest, biggest scoring buck, I should um, say. I don't know what this deer, I can't remember what this deer scored. I actually found this deer because I don't, you know, because I won't tell you exactly where it is because right. I don't even know the guy's name, but it was below Ruston somewhere. And I think that deer went in the 170s, I think. Really? Yeah. So he, he was a good one. And uh, he had shot that deer. Matter of fact, he had shot that deer the evening before, and he'd been hunting this deer for a long time. He said he had never seen him in the daylight, and uh, he hunted him. He said every year that's the deer I focused on. And he had, that was like the tenth day I think in a row he had hunted that deer, and he shot him, and he had one drop of blood right where he shot him. And him and his buddies had looked oh for hours about all night, and it was the next. It was like the next morning, sometime up in the morning. He went to town or something. Of course, you know, he was, I mean, I can imagine his head was drooped down pretty good shooting deer like that. Yeah. And just so happened, he was at a cafe or something. It just so happened somebody was in there that knew about my dog and said, well, just give this guy a call. We'll see what he can do. So he called me and we went and we found it. And uh, and they, he was right. It, it was tough. 
I mean, it, it had stopped up and there was no sign, but we found it. And these say he was a happy fella. So, I bet so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was pretty excited too. I, I can't remember the exact score, but I think he was like a 13 point or something. Yeah. But, uh, but you could tell this guy was kind of private. I mean, because he told me he's in a don't tell nobody about this deer. Oh, yeah. You know, not he tagged it and everything, but he's like, I don't want nobody to know I got deer like this because I understand that. So. Well, that's the number one so, thing I tell people as a scorer. You know, you don't want somebody to know about this deer. I'm not going to say yeah. anything, but you, if you don't want nobody to know, you better tell us. What's yeah. the old saying? Th- two people can keep a seer. One of them's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, it's it's and then when it leaks out, oh my goodness oh, yeah. gracious! Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, like I said, like that and. And that brings up another point. That's one thing I've learned, and I try to tell people. You know, I've people say, "Well, I, you know, ain't nothing but a spike or something like that." I, I look at it like this: if it makes you happy, yes, sir, it makes me happy. Yep. If it's a doe, if it's a full point, or whatever it is, I'll you'll never hear me say, "Well, I would I wouldn't have shot that deer." Yeah, even if I wouldn't have shot it, I'm sure not going to tell anybody. Right. I mean, I've seen grown men get excited over six points. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey. That's that's great. That's whatever you gets know? you going. Whatever gets you going, man. I'm never going down anybody for that, you know. So yeah. And I'll put just as much effort in it on a doe or a six point or twelve point, you yeah. know. So yeah, and we're, we're going to give it all we got on all of them. So. That's right. And see, that's a lot of the you know I try to I had to speak to the 4-H group over at Lincoln Paris uh, about a month ago, and that was something I told them. I said, you know, I'm gonna I live by the rule. You be a positive light in everybody's life, and you treat them like you want to be treated. Yeah. And if, if somebody brings me a 178-inch deer, I'm going to score it. And then the next person brings me a you know, 65-inch four-point. We're yeah. going to have just as good a time, and we're yeah. going to treat it like it's just as big an animal as that other one. That's right. Because it's somebody's trophy. That's right. You know. And, and you sure don't want to discourage people. Because like I said, a lot of people don't get to hunt much. or Even if they've killed 100 deer, if that gets them excited, man, I'm just as excited as they are, you know. So Yeah, and I'm glad you segued into that because there's something else I wanted to talk about is, you know, you got you got daughters, Mm -hmm. and you're not a granddad yet. No. But you you take a friend, a young boy, every year you take him hunting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got my buddy Ezra. Um, I bring him. Nobody in his family hunts, and um, he goes to school when my wife teaches, and for some for some reason, he just when he was I guess five years old, he started watching the Outdoor Channel, and got interested in it. Yeah. And uh, but like I said, nobody in the family hunts, and that's fine. You know, hunts not for everybody. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, my wife teaches with with uh, his grandmother and his uh, mother, and they just made a comment. You know, Ezra sure likes to hunt, and uh, but you know nobody likes taking one. Carolyn said, "Well, I bet Gary would take him." And she called me. I said, "Heck yeah, man! I'd rather him kill one than me." Yeah. You know, so I started taking him and. I think he's 13 now and uh i take him every year and and um he's killed one buck and several does so yeah but i i have more fun doing that or doing taking him hunting or tracking a deer for somebody honestly that's more fun than me killing the big one and I'll you know it's, it's funny how you say that because it's almost like you go through a transition as a hunter you start off you want to kill everything you know you yeah. want to you want to fill your tag and then the next thing you know you want to you want to make it a little bit more difficult and then you're trophy hunting and and then towards you know on towards the end it's it's more about getting other people involved oh yeah yeah you know. and that's what i tell him i said son look you know he he's very great great kid polite and good family and like i said he loves it and i will say his parents and grandparents even though they don't hunt they back him 100 percent. oh yeah i mean the first buck he killed they let him mount it i mean you know the first squirrel he's killed it's mounted and you know they back him and like i said i i'll I tell him 
you know, only thing I ask you to do is one day when you get a chance, is you take somebody that don't have the opportunity to hunt yeah. and introduce them to hunting. Yeah. I said, that's all, that's all you owe. If, if you owe me anything, just do that for me and I'll be happy. So cause I'm not going to be here forever. So it's funny you say that about his family back and even, and we had the award today at school. Yeah. As soon as the program's over, I walk out on the gym floor, you know, we're taking pictures and I'm about to go and his granddaddy walks up and he grabbed me. He said, Hey, you able to find any ammo? <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, knew he right. was, he was right. looking he was, for some. You, yeah, they was having a hard time. Uh, finding, they got him his first gun and couldn't find any ammo. That's right. I, I, I appreciate you and Terry. Y'all, I think y'all found his first box maybe for himself. Yeah. But uh, because it's hard to find. But yeah. But yeah, yeah that, like I said, I, you know, I, I love, I love doing this. I don't care if it's your hundredth deer or I especially like to find somebody's first deer, whether it's a kid or, I found some grown people's first deer. They just started hunting late. Yeah. I mean, that's worth it all to me. Right. I mean, that's worth every briar, every mile I've drove, every gallon of gas I've burned, every lost sleep I've gotten. I mean, I just love doing it. I like to see people, you know, happy and, and uh, just. I've, I've had people call me and say, man, my son just shot his first deer. We can't find it. He's talking about quitting. And I'm thinking, I'll tell uh, Scout, I said, no, Scout, we got to do a let. We sure got to find this one. We don't want nobody, you know, giving up. And uh, yeah. so, but like I said, we're going to give it 110%, whereas it's your first one, your hundredth one, or if it's a doe or if it's a 12 point, we're going we're gonna to give it all we got. So, yeah. And folks, uh, if you do use Gary or if you use any tracker, yeah, that's- you know, do something. And it's, these guys do it, they, they like to do it for the dog, but it, it, it is a little bit of an expense. And a lot of them, you try to give them money, they don't want to take it. Yeah. But I guarantee you, ain't a tracker alive won't take a dog, a sack of dog food for his animal. Oh, yeah. And I have people, people tell me all the time, man, why don't you charge? You know, I said, look, I don't, if somebody wants to give me something, that's fine. It's pay enough to see me smile, see them smile, and see my dog work and, and making them happy. And I get to meet a lot of good folks. And, yeah. And that's, that's just worth it to me. I guess it takes. Yeah. Every, different things, different strokes for different folks. And, but like I said, I, I miss a lot of hunting doing it. I, I miss a lot of sleep, and I will give my wife credit. I'm not much on bragging, but you, if you're going to do this, you need to have a pretty good wife, understanding wife. So, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I do this a lot. I miss a lot of date nights, and I've even tracked on Christmas Eve night before. So, mm. I so, know uh, the night I called you was New Year's, New Year's so, Day, uh, and you were, I think y'all were going out of town or something other than you said, I'll be back in the morning. Oh, yeah. I said, so, all right, let's make a plan. And we've been on our way to out to eat, and I get that call, and I have, I'm not going to tell a story. I've actually turned around and run through Sonic, grabbed something, got on my tracking clothes, and uh, so she's pretty understanding about it. So, uh, Hey, what I like about you, dude, is you get vacation, you, just like everybody else. You work so long, you get vacation. Gary takes, just like everybody else in North Louisiana, going to take the week of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But he don't take the week of Thanksgiving to hunt. Why do you take it? Well, that's generally most people are hunting in, and that's usually the prime of the rut, and more people off hunting. And that way I'm trying to try to be available to help people if so, I can. So, so he's used, not only is he taking his, his just off time, he's taking vacation days. That's yeah. just that's yeah. impressive. I man. just – I don't know. I just love doing it. You know, it's just, like I said, it takes different kinds of people to go around, I guess. And uh, so uh, as long as I got the health and, and the good Lord blessing me with a good dog, I'm going to try to keep doing it. So yeah. I got a good buddy. He keeps asking me, how long are you going to do it? I, of course, you know, we got a standing joke. I tell him, oh, when I'm about 75, I'm going to start slowing down a little bit. So, yeah. But, you know, who knows? Maybe, hopefully, like I said, I, 
I, I, I take every year. The older I get, I'm just thankful for another year, you know, and I'm, and I appreciate people trusting us. And like I said, I don't tell people, I, I, I'm not too proud to tell people there's other people's got dogs too, you know. Yeah. If yeah. I can't get to you, call this person or call that person, you know. I mean, yeah. I, our goal is to, is to find that animal and give it everything we can to, to find it, you know. So I think, I think they deserve that. And, uh, as a sportsman and good Lord blessed us with them. I think we need to give it every, every, every effort we can to find them. That's right. That's right. So that's going to about wrap us up, man. We, you know, we've been talking 55 minutes. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. I could talk all night about <laughs> oh, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. So, uh, you got anything you want to say? No, no, I, I just enjoyed listening to gear. Yeah. He, I told I'm you. Him. That's why I wanted him on here first. Yeah. Right well, there. Well, I appreciate you having me. Like I said, anybody ever needs any help, but like I've, I've went out as late as one or two o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. you know, and uh, I've, I've actually met people. At, I remember I met a guy like one thirty, one forty five up in Arkansas one night. So, uh, and, uh, and I, I, I went to Ravel one night. I think I got in that morning about five o'clock. So, but, uh, so it don't, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. If we're available, we'll be glad to help you out. So, man. All right. Well, I appreciate that, dude. Yes, sir. Thank right. you.